Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back. Breaking news for all of you. We don't know how to set goals. I think a lot of people don't know how to set goals, Jordan. And it's not to say, I mean, and immediately like in our, in our document, you read it, you're like, wait, we don't know how to set goals. What do you mean, Jordan? And it's not to say that you and I don't know how to set goals. I think we still fall into what we're going to talk about today too. Absolutely. But I think more and more, I see people setting way too big of goals for themselves. Like this is, this is the example that I gave you. Your goal is to lose 100 pounds. That that is your outcome-based goal. That's your end goal. Cool. We want to get there. But the gap between where you're at right now and to get to 100 pounds down requires a lot of little goals in there. Mm -hmm. If you just say, my goal is to lose 100 pounds, but you don't do anything else to change that, you don't change any behavior, set behavior-based goals, you're not going to lose 100 pounds. And I see that more and more. We, and this is not to knock any of my clients, right? Because I'm partially responsible. It's my job to help them set better goals. But every month we set monthly goals. And I see people come in with these really like, this is the month. I'm going to do it this month. I'm ready. Like they're so fueled with enthusiasm and I love it. But that enthusiasm clouds their judgment on what is realistic for them. It's like, you know, hey, workouts in September were really hard. I maybe got one or two. I'm going to work out six days a week this month. It's like, well, let's maybe like, let's go for six workouts this month. If you didn't get six workouts last month, let's start there. Right. Well, but like, I could totally do this. I got this. I'm super motivated. I'm ready to get this going. It's like, well, you're motivated right now. But after a week of six workouts, you're probably not going to be that motivated anymore. Well, because the problem is you can be super motivated right now and super excited but if you set too big of goals and you don't achieve them, then you're going to be disappointed in yourself. And then you're going to want to give up. Yeah. We as humans need quick wins. Yeah. All the time. We need constantly to, to have some type of victory. It reaffirms what we are doing. And if you say, I want to lose a hundred pounds and you, you are quickly near that hundred pound mark, you're going to get really discouraged and frustrated. Yeah. There's a reason why on my to-do list for the day, I still write out four things that without a doubt, I will do every single day. Like, yeah. I, I can't not do it, right? It's like, it's my it's my green string, it's my Spanish, it's reading, it's meditation and mobility and setting up for the gym. Well, every day I'm working, I have to set up the gym. Like, that has to happen. And these other pieces, I've done them for so long. It's it's an automatic. So I still write them because every day it's like, okay, like I get to check that off. It's still a win. I'm still doing it. And I think people, they don't understand the value of some of these quick wins. I think of like when I think of um, big goals, let's use the example of losing 100 pounds. I think of it as a vision board almost like 
for anything. My goal is to lose a hundred pounds or if you're, you know, on a vision board doing something else, but that's your main goal. Well, how do I get here? What are the things around that, that I need to put on that board or that I need to accomplish to lose those hundred pounds? And that is nutrition, um, sleep, recovery, exercise, all of those things play a role in losing that hundred pounds. But if I'm just focused on that hundred pounds and there's nothing else on that vision board, I don't know how to get there. Yes. I am currently going through, I have a little friend who's weaseling her way into this podcast here. Um, She's sniff, sniff, sniffing. I am currently going through the Girls Gone Strong prenatal and postpartum certification. Mm -hmm. And one of the things in their certification that they talk about from the beginning is better clarifying goals and expectations. Because a lot of women, and and it's this is clearly a strictly around prenatal postpartum. So they're they're talking about that, but they're like women who get pregnant have very high expectations for themselves. If they're already a super active person, I'm going to keep up with my workouts. I'm not going to gain that much weight. Like, okay, we got to be realistic, you know. And then their goals afterwards. Also, I'm going to lose it right away. It's like, well, you got some other things going on. Yeah, you got a new human that you have to keep alive. Right. One who is totally dependent on you. Yeah. Um, But they were talking about, they differentiated outcome goals and behavior goals. And I thought that was kind of where this, this noticing this really started for me is we love these outcome goals because those are usually, usually the ones we get rewarded for. You have a sales goal at work. I need to sell 10 cars this month. Then I get a bonus. Like you're focused on selling those 10 cars. But if you don't, if you've sold zero cars in the past three months, you don't know the skills to sell 10 cars. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to set behavior goals to get there, right? I'm going to, I'm going to talk with X number of people. I'm going to, you know, post this much on social media. I don't, I'm not a car salesman, so whatever you want to do, but it's, we have to have behavior goals in order to set outcome goals, but the behavior goals, those aren't sexy. They're not they're not cute. They're not these really awesome looking, rewarding things when you look at them. But when you can say like my outcome goal is, or my, my behavior goal is to work out 12 times this month, how rewarding the fact that last month you didn't work out one time and now you did 12 workouts, you you 12 times the number of workouts you did in the previous month. Yeah. I think it's hard because like those little things that get you to that bigger goal, right? Like if you're a car salesman and your goal is to talk to 20 people a day, so you can maybe sell, you know, however many cars, nobody really acknowledges that you talk to 20 people and it's a lot of work. But at the end of the month, when you sell those 10 cars, that's when you're like, I get my bonus and that's when you get rewarded. So it is hard to like put in that effort without getting rewarded for it. Um, And I think you can like personally and to yourself, you can reward yourself for doing these little things. Like if you go back to the vision board idea, if I get these many things on the vision board done, let's say I exercise four times a week and eat three salads this week and drink 
the amount of water that I need to five days out of the week, I get such and such. It, a lot of people, their mind is going to go right to food. That's, I mean, you can, like you do Oreos, you get two yeah. Oreos on certain days for like being a good girl. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, but other, like, I'm a huge person of like, I did such a good job. I wanted to try this new like skincare that's a little bit more expensive that I normally want. It's, you know, I always have to have skincare. So I have my normal stuff, but it's not the super bougie stuff. I'm going to try the super bougie stuff because I did such a good job. Like think of other things that you could do. Go get your nails done. Go get a pedicure. Like whatever it is. Because I'm such a good girl. You know, I, I think it's right. Like usually outcome goals have some built in reward with it, but mm-hmm. you, your behavior goals, you, you, you said it exactly right. You have to create those rewards. Yeah. And I think that it's, <clears throat> I think the other thing with setting behavior goals and setting some of these smaller goals and maybe getting realistic is accepting where you're at is, is acknowledging that, wow, I, have, I've really let myself go. I really do have a hundred pounds to lose. And and th- there's that acceptance. There's that realization. There's also the, you know, okay, here, somebody lays out the things that you need to do. You need to, you know, cut back on fast food. It's like, wow, I eat fast food, you know, nine times during the week. That's a big change. We don't, we don't love admitting our faults. We are the hardest people on ourselves, but to admit that and to be open about that is really hard for us to do myself included, yourself included, we don't love to say, wow, I really suck at this or wow, I'm really in this position because we want everybody to see externally that things are great. Things are golden. Things are awesome. Well, because if you admit those things and you're a failure and you don't want to admit that you're a failure. Right. and, And I would like encourage you to think of it differently. You're not a failure. Like things come up, things happen. It's I think what makes you a failure is when you acknowledge that you need to change something and you don't because it's too hard. Right. I was going to say failure is quitting or not trying at all. Correct. Um, I've been overweight. Like I have gotten to a place where I was unhappy with my body and I got, I reached out, I got help. I was like, we need to change it. This is what we need to do. I'm not, you know, comfortable So I don't think I'm a failure because I gained weight. I had other things, other priorities in my life going on. I had huge family changes. And now I was at a place when I changed that I had the time and the ability to change. And acknowledging that when I was gaining the weight, I had did not have the resources or knowledge or the things set in place to like, not let that happen. I grew up, you ate everything on your plate. You did not leave anything because there's a starving child in Africa somewhere that would love it, right? Like I paid for that food and nobody in this house is going to go hungry and we're not going to waste food. So you're going to eat it all. You're thinking about that poor kid as you scrape your plate into the dishwasher as and or into the garbage and your parents are like, that poor kid, that poor right. kid in Africa. It's like, oh, right. How um, about my poor tummy that's full? And like both parents worked. So our, you know, by the time we got to use the microwave in the oven, it was pizza, pizza rolls, like anything that you could pop into a microwave. So that, you know, 
I acknowledged that that's what I was taught. I just needed to reteach myself. Yeah. I think people are so scared to like admit that there's other issues and it, you're not a failure for getting to that place. I, so really like, I, I think you have to set that big outcome goal. That's the scary yeah. thing that's going to motivate you to, to drive this change. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're just like, oh, I want to eat more salads. Like there's really no driving reason to eat more salads. Well, why do you want to eat more salads? Think about that. Yes. Like, let's be, let's be honest. Like who wants to eat more salads? I know you love salads. I love salads as well. I was going to say digestively. I have learned. I do want to eat. I do want to eat, but come on. So, you know, it's like you, you have to have that outcome goal, but you also like, you have to backtrack. You have to look at what it is that you want for your outcome. Look at where you're at currently and and work your way backwards from that. How do I bridge that gap? How do I get across the river? How do I get to that end destination? Where's the course? Because if you don't do that, you're stuck. It, I mean, you're not going to get to your outcome goal and you're not you're not getting any closer. You're not getting any happier with it either. And I'm going to like throw this thing for a loop. Let's say your big outcome goal is I want to lose 100 pounds, right? And you do all the right things to set this up. You get everything in that line. You set your small goals to get to that point and you get to that point. Now what? You need to have, why do I want to lose 100 pounds? Think about that because once you lose that 100 pounds, like a lot of people don't talk about the like depression of once you hit your goal and then now what? So, you know, I want to lose a hundred pounds because I want to be able to be active, to work with my kids, to feel better, to live longer and do all these things. Think about that. Cause then that's going to keep you going after that hundred pounds. Even if you don't want to lose any more weight, it will keep you on track. Okay. I've lost a hundred pounds. Let's figure out what my maintenance level calories are. Let's figure out how to keep me in this weight and tone up, like build more muscle, be able to do all these things because it is hard to get to that big goal. And then you're like, what do I do? What like now? Yeah. This is, this is why behavior goals are so important as well, because you, you've built up confidence over time that you can do new things. You can try new things. You can break bad habits. You can build new good habits. That's, that's why, because you get to that end goal And it's not just, oh my God, what do I do? Like, you know, okay, like, yes, there's a little bit of the depression of like, wow, I I met my goal. Like, what do I do? But there is significantly less when, when you've been taught and you've learned and you've built up the confidence to set a goal for yourself and achieve it. Because now at this point, it's like, I lost a hundred pounds. I want to climb Machu Picchu. Great. Now you like, now you move on to that next thing. You know how to do it. There's a reason why, you know, if you, if you fall out of the gym for workouts, then your nutrition falls, then your like overall self-care falls because you, you, you gradually lose this over time. Yeah. So now I want to flip the script a little bit because now there's the other side of the coin on this one. There's the, I don't want to set something too big. I don't want to do anything overly challenging because I'm afraid to, to fail. Because we've been burned by goals so many times. 
These are the two things I see. We either set a super lofty goal. And then after that, it seems that we set this really small, teeny tiny goal because like, I'm just having a really stressful week and this is all that I can do right now. I don't want to change too much because, you know, life is, life is stressful. Life is always stressful. It's always going to be stressful. I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. My husband drinks roughly one bottle of water a day. He, his goal is to drink one bottle of water a day because he knows that that's what he can achieve. Well, I mean, there, like for some, that is a, like, that is a great goal. If like, I have, I had a client who came to me, honest to God, when she started maybe 16 ounces of water a day. Yeah. So one bottle of water for her is an excellent starting goal. But now, now that she's three months past, a bottle of water is crushed every single day, hands down. It would be silly for us to continue to look at drinking that one bottle of water. Correct. I'm just going to revert back to my water. I just, you know what? And like, maybe poop hits the fan. Maybe it's all of a sudden, okay, life, like I am in a frenzy. I need to put a pause. Yes. Stop. But if you don't ever change any of what you're doing, you're not. You're not getting any closer. You're not going to change anything. The purpose of a goal is to push you a little bit out of your comfort zone. So if you drink one bottle of water a day, that's what you always drink. You know that that's what you drink. Push for two bottles. Correct. You know, it's, I mean, for me, like after, after summer, it's like, okay, what's, what is realistic for me to cut back on Oreos consumed, right? Well, yeah, because you would be a horrible human to be around if you like totally. cut out all Oreos. I, and I, you know what? Like, but in the process, that thought crossed my mind. Well, I'm just going to cut Oreos. Well, like, is that really realistic? No. When when do I typically want Oreos? Wednesdays are a good midpoint in the week, and it's usually when I'm like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's a little pick me up, and then Saturday. Okay, I've coached all my sessions. I feel great. Like it's a close of a chapter of one week, open the chapter of a new week. So it, it's, it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. It's not every single day. It also in the back of my head, this is priming me for the end of a cut in preparation for a meet. I'm, I'm not dependent on Oreos every single day. Right. I can, if I need to cut back to one day a week, cool. The reality it would probably cut out Wednesdays. I can I can push through. Like that close to a meet, motivation is there. I got gotcha. you. Right. Right. And on Saturday, well, meet day is Saturday or Sunday. Come on, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I'm going to have a family-sized thing of Oreos, oh. double-stuffed or mega-stuffed Oreos for you. When you're done deadlifting, I will hand them to you. You'll have it like sandwiched just the way I like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. um but you have you have to do something that's challenging you have to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable because you are doing what's comfortable right now and it got you to a place of physical and mental discomfort yeah and if you want to change that you gotta change what you're doing hands down i mean it's it gets as simple as that but i think about that and then i'm like well we just made a whole episode on like set big goals but don't set them too big like okay well 
just be okay with being a little uncomfortable. It's always, I always think about it in, okay, if I really want to be honest, I'm thinking of it in terms of softball, right? Home plate, strike zone, pitcher, catcher. You want to throw throw a ball. It's called the river, Gretchen. You want to throw a ball in the river. It's one ball off the plate. Okay. Right? That's your comfort zone. Strike zone is your comfort zone. You want to throw something out of your comfort zone, one ball off the plate. Two balls, definitely a ball, probably stretching it. You have to have a bad umpire, get lucky a little bit to have that be called a strike or the batter swings, right? You have to go one step out of your comfort zone. One, one step, not two steps, not three steps, not 12 steps. Just take that one next step out of your comfort zone. If it's one bottle of water this week, awesome. Hit two next week. Hit three after that. Get up to 100 ounces. You're you're golden. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.